It's funny that you say that because uh, these days, like we were talking about before we started, is that like I don't have time to be bored anymore. Yeah. So you need to learn how to be efficient. I think that's part of like the maturing process. So you're saying like you like to do pull-ups at the job site and like planks and all that while people are like talking? <laughs> yeah. In my other job, I work in a warehouse, uh-huh. so I'm there for eight hours. So me and some other coworkers, we kind of do the same thing. We'll do like, if they throw a pallet on like the wrap, they'll do like a set of push-ups mm. while it's spinning. And me, like I'll, I'll do you know sets of 15, 10, however I'm feeling that day. And I'll just keep doing it throughout the day or air squats or yeah. I'll pick up a box and just keep keep working because I, I kind of think of it as like a prison workout because it kind of is to me. Yeah. So it's like just staying productive, you know, because I don't have the time to go to the gym these days and be there for three hours like I used to. Like wow. I used, I loved because that's like your, your therapy for me. Yeah. Like working out. Like yesterday I was able to get in a little quick, uh, I'd say like an hour kettlebell workout and it was it was perfect i threw on a message and i was doing that for a minute so do you listen to like like when you say your your message do you listen to like the bible app or or you listen to like podcasts while you're working out i found these well i switch it up Uh right now i'm in this uh this mode where i listen to this guy named uh Dr. James White and uh Jeff Durbin they're out of Arizona Uh they have this uh they're like Reformed Baptists. Okay. And they have this uh, channel where, you know, this, where they're at, there's like a lot of Mormons. Yeah. So they have like a lot of debates with Mormons, with atheists. Uh, and I, I found their, their site and I, dude, I've been stuck on it for like a week straight, just consuming everything that they put out. It's, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I always, like have something playing in the background, mm-hmm. but I, I got called out on it on one of the podcasts I was listening to because they said that how like nowadays we need noise and we can't just like sit still without noise. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the same with you, but for me at least, I I realized that oh yeah, that's true. Like if I'm sitting down and it's just quiet, like I feel the need to like put something on or listen to um, music or a podcast or something, and I can't really just like sit still in the silence so I tried it on the way home because that's usually when I listen to stuff Mm -hmm. and it was different man like I was hearing like the cars and the traffic and it felt weird just being in in the moment and the experience right yeah and and just like because I mean I I totally zone out not in not in a crazy way but when I'm driving I'm not paying attention to like like things that I'm seeing or whatever I'm just like focused on the road. I'm not even. I, my eyes aren't even open, man. Nah, nah, nah. I, I'm laughing because I have the, exa- the same exact experience. You know, yeah. uh, to answer your question, uh, I, th- I think it's uh, there needs to be a balance with that because, yeah. like I said, when I'm at work, I think you can do both. So I, uh-huh. for for example, when I'm in the warehouse, I throw on podcasts all day. Like I told you, I was listening. I've been listening to these dudes and their messages, or sometimes I, li- I listen to other podcasts. Yeah. And I think it's uh, what I was talking about earlier is being efficient with your time. Yeah. So while oh, I'm working, I can have something that's stimulating my mind because uh, I trip out on like the older heads yeah. who work there. And these guys, I think they're like psychopaths because they could sit, do their work for eight hours with nothing, but all they mm. do is like whistle. I'm like, how do you do that? Wow. I mean, 
So for me, when when I leave work, that's my alone time. You know, like quiet and like what you're saying, just just listening and. Mm. I I I think it's a balance because I don't think you should be surrounding yourself all day with with background noise. Because I do the same thing as well. Yeah. Even if I'm washing dishes, like I'm, I put on a YouTube or. Yeah, it just you know. feels like better. Yeah. Like more comfortable. So like. You said on your drive home you don't listen to anything. That's like yeah. quiet time. Most of the time, yeah, it's like quick ten minutes. Oh, okay. You know, just because when I'm at the warehouse job, I'm listening to beeps from you know the equipment or people are trying to talk to me all day or yeah. vice versa. You know, so you know, just that quick little time and right. to just you know, like your your car. I don't know about you, but for me, it's kind of like a, a second home. Mm. Because that's the time where I don't have like kids or yeah. responsibilities. Like it's just there. Like that's actually where I get like my best naps as well. For some reason, that's the only place I could take like a a, a nap that satisfies nice. is my car. But so you said that you um, you sometimes envy the younger kids who don't have schedules or uh, like responsibilities. Responsibilities, mostly. yeah. Um, so, like, as you kind of progressed um, and added more responsibility, how do you manage that? Or what's one thing you did to, like, manage everything and your time and all, just all the responsibilities at once? <clears throat> you need to learn how to schedule your day. Mm. Uh, you need to learn how to prioritize, and we know that for us, it's God first, mm -hmm. then our wives if you're married, and then your family, and then your job, and then ministry last if you're in ministry. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the times, you know, you want to, like, spread yourself so thin, but I don't know about you. I know some people can do it for a while, but... You get burnt out. You get burned out, and just like, man, I can't I can't keep this, keep this up. It's too much. Like, you're going to... Something's gonna suffer in the process, you know. Yeah. And I, for me, I don't want it to be my family. Yeah. So I already have a busy schedule, so I try to learn how to do it. I'm not the best. Ask my wife; she'll tell you. <laughs> like it, it's so hard to find that balance, especially, especially for men, because we are required so much. And I feel like we can't tell anybody that we're tired, because nobody cares yeah. in reality. So it's just trying to find that balance of uh, picking your spots, so to say. Mm. Yeah, but uh, that's why I envy like the younger cats when you have time to be bored and you have time to do things and you don't. Like when I was younger, I used to hear old heads say like, oh, enjoy this time, go travel, go do this. I'm like, first of all, I work a dead-end part-time job. Like there's no travel in my future. Right. I don't have any cash for that. Yeah. And then second of all, it's like, what do you want me to do? But now I see as I get older, like you, you start experiencing different things. Like I found golf, you know, as another hobby to add to mine. Uh huh. And it's like, I see what they're saying now. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I, I got a. Okay. So, since like I am younger, I I can speak for like younger people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I know this because when I go to my young adults groups, like. Everybody is pretty much like the same. They think the same as I do. Mm -hmm. So, I want to hear what you would say to to the younger people, um, but what we're saying to you, like, because for us, it's like we want to grow up already. 
and uh -huh. we, we want to take on more responsibility. Like a lot of us in our like early 20s, we already want to get married. We want to start like a family, start working on our careers, and and um, do do these things and keep ourselves busy. And some of them, they're not bad, and they're actually fun too. Like we want to go and and serve and go on mission trips and and do these things. Uh -huh. um, so like for somebody who's like like that. Uh, what would you say to them? Because they, I think they're, like, they're busy, mm -hmm. but they're doing what, what they, what they want to do to reach, like, the goals that they want to reach. Uh-huh. So, like, what would you say? Is that bad? I would say, as cliche as it sounds, enjoy the moment. Because, uh -huh. like I said, I remember those days where it's like, man, I want to do this. I want to have a family. I want to do this. And there's nothing, like, wrong with having all those things. Yeah. But what I'm telling you before is, like, when you have those things, you have them, and now it's not like you could put your family on rest, you know? It's like, they're always there. Mm. So it's like the things that you can do when you're single, and it's like, I wanna grow up, and I wanna do this and that, it's like, that's fine and perfect, but I would say enjoy the time that you have single, you know, and, uh, and utilize it mm. while you have it. Because once you're married and you have responsibilities or you have a full-time job and school, you know how it is. It's like, yeah. there's really no time for anything. And then before you know it, you know, the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, the months turn into years. And, like, you look back, you're just like, dude, I'm already in my 30s. It's like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So just enjoy your time. That would, that would be mine, you know. What does that look like, like enjoying your time? Because what if they do enjoy like serving and being busy and and working towards like the things that is going to benefit them in the future? Or uh, like what? And but it's taking up all their time. Like they they don't just they don't have idle time where they're just sitting down and doing nothing, watching TV. I I don't quite understand your question because you're doing it. What I'm saying though is like don't have this mentality or perspective of like, looking to the next thing. Like, enjoy, uh, enjoy what it, while it's there, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Because for me, a lot of the years when I was younger, it was like, man, I, I can't wait till I have this. And then when you get that, it's like the next thing. Right. I can't wait till I have this. And then before you know it, <clears throat> you're in your 30s. Mm. And it's like, all right, if you keep playing that game, you're already half, you know, not even, not halfway through your life, but you're closer mm. to being older than you are to younger. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, godliness with contentment. Contentment, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty hard to um, have because of everything that <laughs> we want. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm still trying to figure out how to be content. You know, I, I kind of have gotten better over the years. Um. I think as you get older. Especially if you're a Christian, like, you know that, that the Lord's in control and is sovereign. And it's like, what does that mean? Because you know, like, the theory behind it. Mm. But I think it really is knowing, like, God has you where you are, you know, for however long he sees fit. And when you realize, like, that that's the best place you can be, it kind of makes it easier, you know. Because it's, you know, I wish I had a plan, like, I wish you really did have, like, God's plan saying, you're going to be here for this amount of time, and you're going to do this. But that's not how it works. It's, it's a step of faith each day, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's my perspective on that, you know?
So, how, like, so far, how have you learned to find contentment? Is it just like, like, realizing that there's no point in trying to control everything or have everything figured out? Have more faith? Uh, Definitely have more faith. Uh, I think when you realize that you have no control of everything, yeah. like you can plan, like for years I'll tell people like, I, I want to move to Texas. Yeah. This is my 10 year plan. But then it goes into that cycle. It's like you have life, you have a job, you have a family. And then you start realizing it was like, ma'am, I don't think my plan is going to happen, dude. Cause for me, I had that plan like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And according to my plan, I should be three years away from where I want to be. Yeah. And I look where I'm at now, I was like, dude, you're not even close to where you want to be. So I think it's a good thing to just, that's how you learn, you know? It's yeah. Like your plans don't always come to fruition, and that's probably a good thing. Because we're so short-sighted, you know? We don't, we don't know what God knows. Yeah. So. But how about you, man? What, what do you want to do with this life? Like, what, what's your plan? My plan right now? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, right now, I, I kind of, what, what you said, right? Like, my plans, I realize that my plans that I have, they end up not happening or they end up changing as I get older. And, like, I don't want to do them anymore. So, like, I started to think, like, okay, maybe, like, every, like, maybe every time I want to do something, it might change later on. So like I don't know if that's like what I actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized that okay, no matter what, like God, like in a sense, God's plan for me is better than whatever plan I could conjure up in my mind. So let me learn what that is, and just stick to that. Um, and even when I don't like it sometimes, because I think that that's more stable than whatever plan I I could think of. And really, it doesn't really matter like what what I want to do and stuff, because when you think about it, like we're just dust, you know. Like our lives are fading so quickly. Uh, I think what really matters is like what can I do um, for the Lord, because that's what's gonna matter for eternity, not um, like the accomplishments I could have here, like the personal accomplishments. Um, not to say like I don't have like like little things that I, like little goals, like working out or getting a good job yeah. or things like that. But I think it's starting to matter to me like less and less, like what specific, like how it looks like specifically. Hmm. Um, for example, like I'm going back to college. Uh-huh. Um, I had no idea what career I'm, I, want, I wanted to do. Um, but I, I kind of just like, I found something that I could be good at and it pays really well Mm -hmm. and i'm shooting for that and i'm just trusting that okay like if the lord places me somewhere else then i'll be okay with that because i'm gonna hold it with like a loose hand same thing with my relationship um i i used to hold on to it tightly and and that would cause like problems like for me personally Uh Um, so learning to hold even my relationship with a loose hand and like where i'm gonna end up my plans and everything still make them and still shoot for them but hold it loosely and 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 trust that if the Lord removes it or He allows me to go through with it, that's where mm-hmm. He wants me, and I'm gonna have joy that um, He's with me, like in that season. 
I think you said that perfectly, and I think that's what you learn as you mature, and especially in like the, in the Lord, because mm -hmm. some people never learn that, right? Especially if you're not inside of Christ, it's like everything that you have has been given to you for a purpose, mm -hmm. and that's to say, like God could take it away at any time. Like that old song says, like He gives and takes away. It's mm -hmm. like because ultimately God's for God's glory. Yeah, you know He allows us to participate. It's not wrong to have. Uh, you know, goals and ambitions, but it has to align inside the will of like the Father. And right. like you were saying earlier, is uh, we're just dust. Is like yes, but also we're we're image bearers of God, right? So yeah. that's that's one of the main things that I've been learning from uh, these two cats I was telling you that I've been listening to yeah. is like even when you speak to like Mormons or people outside your they're faith, still image bearers. they're still image bearers. So right. you don't talk down to people. You don't. You just, uh, you show them, you know, where they're, where they're off. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because, you know, the, because the Lord did that to us. Like, we, we thought we had it on our own, and obviously that didn't work, so. Yeah. He was gracious to us, you know, but firmly rooted in, in his father's business. Yeah. So, it, it's hard, though, man, because it's hard to materialize, you know, that concept, even till this day, like, I, I don't have it together, dude. I, I honestly can tell you that. Yeah. Every day I'm trying to figure it out and learn and, and do better. But, like, my, my promise and my hope is, like, you know, my, the Lord has never left me or forsaken me, and today's a new day of mercy, you know. Mm. Try to do better than you did last, yesterday. Yeah. I think um, it's easy to get distracted. Oh, for sure. Here, just because, um, I mean, there's so many things that keep us away from the Bible, keep us away from, like, just what's really important. Um, I know that my, one of my weaknesses is that, like, I want to control things. And I, one of the greatest things that I desire is, like, security, you know, like, whether that be financial security mm -hmm. or security in my relationships or security, like, just, I want to make sure that nothing's going to catch me off guard. <laughs> right, yeah. And I want to prepare as much as I can, but the best way for me to do that is to really learn what my purpose is here um, and what God says about these circumstances and, and how I need to react how he wants me to and and his will and i think more than anything instead of like my desires and uh coming to fruition mm -hmm. i think my greatest desire now is to every single day align my will with god's will more and more and more whether that be surrendering my desires and and, and understanding what he wants and and then wanting that myself because if i want something that God doesn't want, then, like, who's going to win? Like, he, he, he's going to win, and it's better for me at, and at the end. So I think just trying to, like, wanting to align my desires with his will is something that has really been a major role in my life because it, it helped me put down things that I was holding on to, mm -hmm. and it helped me take on new things that I necessarily didn't want to. Um, but <laughs> that's the hardest thing though, right? It's yeah. Like, Cause you know, we have our own wants and desires and that's the thing of, 
I think what most people don't understand, and I know I didn't for sure for years, is like understanding that it's not that God wants to withhold things for you. It's that some things that he withholds aren't going to be beneficial. Like I said, God's for his purpose, his glory. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, most times, it feels like it's, you know, that we don't realize that. You know what I mean? And especially as Christians, and we get all mad when God doesn't give us something. It's like, you said I was going to have this. And he's like, no, I didn't. Like, I mean, I and, said I was going to yeah. lead you step by step every day. And, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's a two-way street. It's like we, he called us, and now we participate. You know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes it's like, all right, I want everything now. And it's like, nah, it's, it's it, not going to happen that way, my guy, because yeah. we know the scripture says, like, trials produce, like, perseverance and tests and character, right, ultimately? Yeah, I mean, it's funny that we feel so entitled because, in reality, we all deserve death. Absolutely. Um, the wages of sin is death, right? But he saved us from that, and... All these other things are, are blessings. Like the, any good thing is, that is from the Lord. And they're blessings. And, and we often take His blessings and we twist them and we abuse them. Um, and then we feel entitled like, to have like, this specific life. Yeah, when, yeah. when in reality, we should be like, grateful that He saved us from death. You, you said something earlier that uh, it struck me because there's a song by Andy Mineo and he said nobody knew who... The Beatles were, Beatles were until they did a song with Kanye. Uh -huh. And it's like, dude, in the 60s, the Beatles, you know, they have a famous quote, John Lennon saying, you know, we're bigger than Jesus. Mm. And it's like, you fast forward 60 years and nobody really knows who these people are. You know, they might know a song or two, but they don't know to the capacity that they were known wow. back then. And then I think about what's even crazier is like, you have dudes who who conquered the known world, like Genghis Khan or, or uh, what's the other dude, Alexander the Great. Right. And aside from history books, we don't know who the heck they are. You know, it's like these people did great and mighty things and, you know, time, time proves that they're, they're nobody in comparison to, like, to God, right? Because mm. their goals, I should say, are nothing compared to, you know, what the Lord has. Yeah. He's forever. Yeah. I think it's all perspective, man. On it, in my opinion. Yeah. But it's hard because how do you how do you mix that with your everyday life where you're like, I wanna do something and I wanna you know, I want I wanna have a purpose for this life. I don't wanna just be taking the space. And it's like, what is that purpose? You're like, I don't know. But I here's mean, another step you could take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, our purpose is pretty simple. It's to be known by our maker, mm -hmm. um, to know our maker, and to make our maker known. Right. Um, it's really simple. Uh, and, I, and I think that, I, honestly, I, I think the reason why like, it seems hard is because, one, we're not walking in the Holy Spirit and we're not reading, and we're not like praying and, and chewing on the cud and meditating on, on these truths. Because it, I mean, the Bible, there's, the Bible talks about everything that life pertains to, you know, like anything that comes up, like the Bible 
has it. And if we're not, if we don't have those, those truths and like, I mean, it's going to be, we're going to feel pretty lost, you know? But it's simple yet complex though, right? Because we know the, the macroscope of what that is, but I think it's the microscope that trips a lot of people up. Like what do I do right now? Like, yeah, we know like we're supposed to be known by a maker, but if like, think about like the prophets, like Jeremiah, uh -huh. God's telling him, go and tell this message. Uh -huh. And he's crying for 40 years and nobody's uh -huh. listening. And people are like beating him and throwing things at him and mocking him and being like, look at this guy, he's supposed to be like a prophet of God. Mm -hmm. He's being known by his creator. He's doing what he's been called to do, yet it took 40 years. Or what about like Moses? Uh -huh. He was called mm -hmm. by God. He had a direct, you know, purpose, lead, us pe lead God's people out of Egypt. Uh -huh. But what about when they were wandering for 40 years? Mm -hmm. And people are complaining within, like, I would assume, like, their first couple months is, like, what, you let us out here to die. Yeah. And it's like, well, what happened, dude? God just did ten plagues, signs and wonders that are beyond human comprehension. And we're so quick to turn, you know, to be like, you let us out here to die. We had it better when we were in bondage of slavery and... Mm. But they, they knew the, uh, all that to say is like, they knew their purpose, like simple yet complex, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are, there's challenges in, in, in everything. I mean, take sharing the gospel, for example, mm -hmm. right? We know we're supposed to, um, share with, with the lost, whether that be like you're sharing, like you're sharing with them or you're, they're seen by your, by your life, you know? But it's it's not always easy because I mean you know how people are and the Bible says it that they're gonna they're gonna be scoffing um, and they're gonna hate you not because of us but because of they hate the they hate the Lord yeah and it, it it feels hopeless sometimes like you're like nah this person like I I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna continue praying for this person because like there's no <laughs> there's no point. I got to be honest with you, dude. You were the, one of those people to me. Really? Yes. No way. I was just thinking about that this morning. I was like, dude, it's so cool that I get to, like, talk to this cat, and he's, you know, following the Lord, and you're still super young, you know? I mean... Yeah. That's funny. I was thinking about about that, where there's some people, you know, because I, I served for, like, almost 10 years in the junior high ministry at, at the church we used to go to, and there's some cats that you would think by the way they lived, like, oh, they're always going to be, like, on fire for the Lord. Uh -huh. And then it just, they turned away for whatever reason. Mm. And I'm not saying that they can't come back or be called back, you know. But what I am saying is, like, it's kind of like you're judging the book by the cover. Yeah. And then there's some people who's like, oh, this guy is, and you were one of them in particular, is like, this guy's, <laughs> you are an airhead, my boy. And, yeah. And crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now to see you, you know, like trying to live it out, it, it's, it really is like a miracle and, and a blessing to see. So, yeah, it's, it's wild, man. That is, that is crazy, huh? And what about, what about those people that they walk away? What do you think about them? What do I think about them? Like, what, why do you think that happens? I don't know, man. I, I think that's such a broad... Uh, there's so many variables. Do you, you know? do you think that those people were Christians 
in the first place? I don't know. That's a, that's a deeper debate. <clears throat> that's where you get into like Arminianism and Calvinism. Uh -huh. Like essentially Calvinism saying once God sealed you up, like he called you, like he, he knows exactly who's in the faith. Yeah. And those people who, uh, who walk away from the faith were never called in the first place. That's essentially what they believe. I don't know if I agree with all that, but I, I don't, well, I, I, I don't know to tell you the truth. I, I, that's something that I really don't yeah. think about too well because I'm trying to live it out myself. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's I think, go ahead, go ahead. There's certain things that like we can see, like we can see by your fruit, right? Mm. Um, we all know that, that Christians sin, right? Yeah. But something what? that you do, yeah. I mean, we all, we all sin, dude. <laughs> um, but I think something that's really hard for someone who has the Holy Spirit is to be in habitual sin, because they have that conviction. And I don't know if um, non-believers have that, where they can they can be in habitual sin, and it's like all fine. For them. I don't think they realize or want to realize. The Bible says that they suppress the truth, right? Like right. every man knows that there's a God out there. Like you look at everything and you can be like, there has to be a designer to this. And if there's a designer, then what are the standards on which we should be operating on, right? Like, uh huh. Well, yeah. I like mean, you use a phone with a purpose, like because it was designed to have a purpose. Mm. So I, I don't know, I think a lot of people, whether they know it or not, I don't think there are a lot of people who openly say like, I, I know who God is and I still want to rebel. I think a lot of people don't know who God is and uh, they're doing it in ignorance, right? Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I don't, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. It's, it is. I'm, I'm still trying to just do it myself, like I said. So. So, what about ministry? So, what what does like ministry look like? Is it just serving in the church? No, ministry is wherever the Lord puts you. I think a lot of people get that confused when they serve in a church. Uh, is uh, that becomes when we're talking about priorities? That becomes their priority, and other things suffer. And I don't think it's supposed to be that like that. Mm -hmm. You have to re always remember the hierarchy of of your life right it's god first if it's your if you're married then it's your spouse if you have a family then it's your family and then if you know you have a job and then ministry is always last so for example like i know these this older couple that i used to serve with they were telling us a story one time is like they were so involved in like ministry which is a good thing couldn't be right uh -huh. but the priority was off where they would go to serve and their kids would be at home hungry. Oh, wow. And it's like, because your priorities are off, or the, the hierarchy's off, then other things suffer, you know what I mean? Mm. So I think ministry is everywhere. I think some people are called to be pastors and you know, deacons, and, but I don't think it's necessary to be, consider yourself a servant only within the parameters of a church. I think you're supposed to be a witness and a minister to everybody everywhere, right? Yeah. Not just a building. So what is our role 
like for the lost, like the people that they don't know Jesus, they don't have the Holy Spirit, and they're living life just like we are, have the same challenges just like we do, <laughs> and like, are we supposed to go and reach out to them, pray for them, and um, like, what what is the what do Christians have to do with non-believers? Is my question because I mean, for us, we're sealed, like you said, mm -hmm. we're sealed. Um, I mean, we're yeah, we sin and we and we mess up, but I mean, as a Christian, as believers, we we're not going to be condemned for that. We already know that. Um, there's no condemnation for our sin because of Christ on the cross. Because of the work that He did, right? Yeah, because of the work that He did. Um, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. What is the what is the difference between us and a non-believer? Us and a non-believer? Uh -huh. Well, non-believers are dead. They're dead in their sins. They're 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 like walking right, but zombies. Um, yeah, but what makes them that way? Because we sin too, right? As Christians. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we sin. Um, what makes them that way? Uh, well, they they haven't put their trust in in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So they 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 their sins, every wrongdoing, God has to judge them. Mm -hmm. So they're not trusting in Jesus Christ for that punishment. So they're gonna they're taking on that that wrath that God has for the sin. Mm -hmm. It's on them now. So if they die, if they if they go to like. Sorry, are you saying people are accountable for their their sins or which is a fancy word for missing the mark um, standard? Are they accountable for them if they're if they're not in Christ? Are they accountable for their actions? Well, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, accountable right? for their actions. Um, so what I was asking you earlier by um, what separates us from a non-believer is we believe that. <clears throat> the faith that was given to us was given by God Himself that no man should boast. Uh -huh. So the only difference between us and a non-believer is that we have come to know that faith. So our job is to spread that, right? To go and make disciples of all nations, teaching uh -huh. them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I think that's what we're supposed to be doing, but I, I know that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So if you're asking, like, what do we do with a non-believer? We're telling them about the good news, the gospel. Like, yes, you're dead in your sins, but God has provided a way out in His Son, Jesus Christ, right? And all it, it takes uh, faith and repentance of sins, yeah. turning away from sins. Yeah. And like you said, though, some people receive it, some people don't. Yeah. But it's not up to, it's not on us, you know. Right. We're just called to go and do it, spread the message. Yeah, because we can't actually, we can't do the converting. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, for sure. It's hard, man. It's, uh, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for like 11 years. Mm -hmm. And I would say I finally didn't, I'm in a, uh, I want to word this right because I don't want to sound better than I am. Actually, I think it's counter to that. I, I realized a couple years ago, I don't know anything about anything. Mm. I think you could get like comfortable, especially like when you're serving and stuff. Yeah. You think because you're, you know, you're in the church and you're there, you know, Sundays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, studies and all this, and, like you get comfortable and, mm. and you think that's, 
you know, what makes you good is like, no, it's, it's Christ who did all the work and we're supposed to be telling people about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it says multiple times in the Bible that um, God abases uh, people with haughty eyes with pride and he's close to the those with the contrite spirit mm -hmm. and broken broken, broken spirit. and contrite spirit so let me ask you why do you do you think it's easy to get comfortable when you're doing things for god <laughs> yeah, yeah you think you got it together uh you're like this is kind of like what it goes through your head oh okay lord like i totally learned that lesson like i i can uh, i can handle this now like i'm ready for this like thanks for equipping me and i'm i'm good now like um that's it. Trial's over. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're just as, as weak, just as dependent on the Lord for everything. I mean, without, without Him, what, we couldn't take one more breath, you know? Um, I, think, I think personally, as you grow in the Lord, you start understanding how wicked you are yeah. and how much you need Him. Yeah. It's like those lessons that you're talking about, I think I've took taking that class multiple times and whatever, insert whatever, it's like, you still gotta keep doing it for whatever reason. Maybe it's because we, you know, we have like broken hearts or maybe it's just because I went to El Rancho, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm always constantly like, all right, let's do better. That's, so I was talking about earlier is like, today I have the grace to do another day, right? Like yeah. I was allowed to take another breath. It's so hard though, so hard. But fun, interesting, yeah. knowing that you're always taken care of and you'll be all right, you know what I mean? As long yeah. as you're walking inside the wheel. So what? What? Uh, when's the wedding date? Um, I don't know, dude. Uh, I, have, I have no idea. I mean, if it was up to me, it would be like, we'd already be engaged next week. Wow. It would be like um, moving forward probably in the next couple months so we could give people time to to plan, but so you already have the deposit on the apartment and all that. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's not. It's not up to me. I mean, um, right now I'm going to college so that I can um, get a better uh, job mm -hmm. and be able to provide. And honestly, that's probably going to take a couple years. And I think the wisest thing to do right now is just to um, to learn how to um, kind of like the season that we're in. Where we're we're technically single, you know, mm -hmm. like we're not married. Yeah to um to learn how to be with the lord in, in those seasons and, uh -huh. and have joy in that and godliness with contentment and and to serve and 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 um and do well in this season and then when the lord allows the opportunity for us to get married then you know like we're taking that step it's like kind of like this like we want to get married right mm -hmm. but think about it like somebody who wants to go run a marathon right there's i mean you can't just show up the day of the marathon without the all the preparation you're going to be like dead by the second mile, third mile, you're going to be cramping. And then you still have like, what, like 20, 21 miles left to go or something? <laughs> For me, you still have like 24. Yeah. <laughs> so like those things, like you can't, when you want to get married, you want to enter into that marathon. Like there's, there's certain practical things that you can do to prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think taking advantage of that time right now and, and preparing like, hey, like, I could, like today, for example, I'm going to go get some groceries. Um, and I'm going to be honest, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty bad at cooking. But, <laughs> I'm like, right there with you. But I can, today I'm going to go and get some groceries, and, and I asked my mom if she could show me how to, like, cook this one meal. Uh -huh. And um, and I'm going to, that's, like, 
in a way, I'm, I'm preparing myself, like, little by little, like, for when I do get married, I, I won't be, like, totally useless in the kitchen, you know? Uh, I could prepare by um, learning how to help out my family around the house more, <clears throat> because, yeah, I, I have chores, but, like, how can I help out more? Um, because when I get married, like, I'm going to take those things into marriage. Yeah. Um, how can I set up, like, my finances right? Like, I... Maybe I can start budgeting. Maybe I can start um, using Google Calendar and planning my days and doing these things, you know, just to prepare. So, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for coming out, baby. Do this again sometime.